Sunflower Podcast is your go-to podcast for entrepreneurship and business strategy. This is the Sunflower Podcast. Welcome back to the Sunflower Podcast. My name is Andrew Olson. I'm your host here today with Rob Ryan. Rob, it's always good to be with you. Thank you, Andrew. And it's, uh, looking forward to our dog food testing. Yes. So in our last episode, we introduced the topic of dog food, uh, which you is a is a phrase you coin in your book, Smart Ups. Um, do the dogs like the dog food or, you know, do your customers, do you have customers that want your product, essentially? Um, and, you know, at the back of that chapter, all centric all around dog food, you have your, what you coin as your dog food test. And I think it'd be interesting to kind of take this test and run with it as a case study if we analyze one of your products that Ascend um, and see how well you did at your own dog food test. And so with that, um, I think we should just jump in with, uh, you know, your very first product um, that you did with Ascend after you reinvented the company with Sunflower. And tell me a little bit about your product. You know, what was the idea in one sentence? What was the idea for it? So in... In one sentence, the internet service providers that uh, when we had done our walkabout, um, we discovered that the, they had a conundrum going on. There was a lot of users that wanted to start joining and using this thing called the internet. This was in the 1990s to frame it. Um, the internet providers were constrained in a lot of ways, uh, to only charge about what a voice call could be charged, which is approximately $30 a month. And so they found themselves with lots and lots of customers, but they were losing money on, on each customer. And as a result, the bulk of the internet providers of the time were near bankrupt or bankrupt or in bankruptcy. Um, and the internet as a whole was near blackout. So, what was our first product? If you went inside one of those internet providers, they had these rooms called points of presence, and they might have many, many of these rooms servicing an area. And those rooms were filled with hardware devices to receive uh, your calls, the calls from customers. So. If you were an internet provider at that time, you would ha have to figure out for that region, how many boxes you were going to have in that pop. And you'd also have to figure out what that box did or how, what protocol it talked because there were all different sorts of digital and analog protocols that would dial in. So you had this uh, giant puzzle you sort of had to guess how many boxes total and how many boxes are gonna be speaking. Let's say I'm gonna use uh, language as an example. How many are gonna speak Spanish versus uh, German versus English? As a result of this is you would never get this right. It was impossible to get this right. Um, and so you would have too few boxes or too few of the English speaking boxes. And what that meant is you, users would get busy signal, they couldn't get in. So the, how they 
they started to try to handle this is, and they were losing money, remember for each individual is, it, it made things even worse. They actually uh, would sell, you know, 50 subscriptions, let's say, in a, in a region, and maybe they only had uh, 10 or five, I'm, I'm, I'm giving an extreme example. They might sell 500 subscriptions and they only had uh, 10 boxes, you know, to service, meaning a 50 to one ratio. That's crazy. And so what would happen is you had a lot of unhappy people because they were getting busy signals and they couldn't get on and things would take a long time and it was kind of a mess. So what was our solution to this? The Max came in, instead of seeing inside a room all of these boxes with all of these wires, because there had to be boxes and wires, the Max replaced all the boxes and all the wires with one box and a couple of wires that could, and that one box could handle up to a hundred users and they could talk whatever protocol they wished. So all of a sudden a hundred boxes and a hundred wires would disappear and one box would be there with a couple of high speed wires, if you will. And that uh, savings uh, was dramatic for the uh, internet provider and was responsible for them uh, staying alive and being able to scale. And you can almost uh, track exactly when the Max product was introduced into the internet. So the upsweep, the Nike curve upsweep of the inter internet uh, to the Max. Um, and I know it uh, sounds like a big ego trip, but it wasn't the Max was what turned things around for the internet providers who in turn were able then to deliver good services to the you know users that actually wanted it and uh, the rest you know was kind of history that's great that was a very long one sentence rob about your about the max but it was very <laughs> very very long it was sort of like uh seabald or kafka type sentence yes um, well, that's great you know it was an idea that you know there's the problem in the industry that needed to be solved and you hit it at the right time um you're in the right place right time um but let's talk about your customers um what industry so, were customers in and uh how did you identify them as as needing your product yeah and so the andrew is uh, focusing on really good things a lot of times people with their products, they can't even give a description of their product. But when you then ask them, they kind of vaguely give a description of their product, but here's where they trick, trip up. When you ask them to precisely say who the customers are, then everything gets into a hand-waving state. So now back to your question to me on who my customers were. So we had opportunities who it could have been, right? It could have been all the telephone companies of the world. It could have been the large corporations of the world, uh, or it could be these tiny little uh, mom and pop kinds of companies that were called internet service providers that were popping up all over the place. And there were some 340 of them, you know, or so, you know, when you were looking at building the Macs. 
it was the latter. The, the little ISPs, internet service providers, were our target. Um, a lot of reasons. One, we felt they were in deep doo-doo um, and needed a way out. Two is they, uh, they could act. And three is they had money to act. Um, although we had to give a lot of them extensions of credit <laughs> for uh, months and months and months, you know, before uh, receiving payment. And I think that decision of who we talked to at that point in time was very important. If they had told the company that we were gonna to talk to say big corporations, I don't think a SEM would have been a cent. Or if we talked to the big telephone companies, I don't think a SEM would have been a cent. I think it's, yeah. Would you say it's easier to get a small mom and pop place to talk to you than, you know, someone like Cisco or Oracle that, you know, had dominated the market at that time? Yeah, so I think it is in general because you they can sympathize and empathize with you're a small company, we were a small company, we were a struggling company, they were a small company, and they were struggling. So each of us were struggling, but uh, we could help each other. Uh, we could provide technology and therefore a product that could help them and they could help us by buying you know, the stuff and keeping us alive. Um, just the act of buying it, and even though maybe we had to extend credit, allowed the venture guys on my board to extend around, right? Getting more funding. Right. I think that really helps create advocates for your products, advocates for your, uh, for, for your company as a whole with having customers that can relate to you. And as you know, you saw your customers grew right with your company. And so you were helping each other along the way. Um, let's talk about the money aspect, because obviously the Max was a big money maker and really you know, took your company from $16 million in revenue to, surpass, to surpassing a billion in a, in a matter of years. And so how did you price your product and you know where did you really see the money coming from there yeah so we priced our product not according to cost uh, the cost in the case of our company would have been driven by a couple of factors one the, the hardware cost what does it cost to build the electronics? What does it cost to put the package skin together? What does it cost to put, you know, put it in uh, with, in a box and then uh, provide, you know, what does it cost to deliver the software uh, for it? All of those things are costs, and we didn't we didn't add that up. We did add it up, but we didn't allow it to determine. Our price. For example, one algorithm you could have used, which we didn't, is you add all of those costs up and say, oh, great, um, we're going to double that for the price or three exit for the price. We didn't do that. We actually priced it based on value. And we're going to have a separate podcast on the value equation, but very briefly, there was a certain dollar value that the max had to a customer. And we could calculate that with the customer. You know, and 
we knew precisely what the dollar value was for a customer based on, let's say, 100, 100 of their customers, mainly one box. So we, we unitized it to one box. And we realized that we could charge, you know, in our case, it was $55,000 for the box. We could save money for our customers, the ISPs, put a grin on their face. And if you saw that as in relationship to the bill of materials, the cost that we accrued to build the box, that was only $500. So $500 versus $55,000. That's really good margin at all. And then I've, I've looked online. Yes, those were good margins. I've looked online and you can still get Ascend uh, Max boxes on eBay now uh, for about 20 bucks. So, you know, look at that. <laughs> oh my uh, God. $55,000 box now uh, is 20. And, you know, I need to get one, Rob, and have you sign it one day. So, 20 bucks. Oh my God, the, the Max. <laughs> It's kind of a museum piece. Yeah, at this point, yeah. But, um, you know, I, we grab one for me, you know, grab <laughs> two. I didn't even know you. I never looked at it. I never looked into that. That's yeah, really funny. Order some. Uh, yeah. So, you know, uh, talking about uniqueness of your product, you really were the only one with a Max type product on the market. Um, when it was released. Uh, how easy was it for your competitors to copy what you were doing? And how quickly did you see uh, your competitors coming out with similar products to, to what you had? So the, the short answer was very hard for our competitors to copy our, our product, i.e. not easy at all. Um, so why was that? Um, all of our potential competitors, first of all, when we had done our walkabout in the internet providers, we realized that all of the potential competitors had already been into the internet, already talked to them. And a couple of things was obvious. They didn't have any technology to satisfy the, the internet. They didn't have the wisdom and the know-how and the engineering either. And that was seen by the internet uh, providers. Um, so they were kind of sitting out on a on an island where they they would have to grow everything from scratch. So growing everything from scratch, in their case, uh, we were still a moving target, right? We were adding, and we cre we created this universality. We made anything work to anything else, and so we had probably a year and a half head start on them, but we we remember still a moving target. So they never actually caught up. None of the major networking companies ever caught up to Ascend. And in that year and a half time, we used that time marketing wise and sales wise to you know, basically go out to the entire world and end up having the Max product everywhere in the known universe at that at that at that time now of course they had two obstacles the mm -hmm. obstacle of you know where's the customer and the technical obstacle who would you say were your top three 
competitors in that market? So the top one would be Cisco Systems, a major networking company of the time, and they still are. You know, they're multi-multi-billion uh, dollar company. They were a well-run company. They were very entrepreneurial company uh, and aggressive uh, company. That was one. There was some other you know, larger companies that aspired to get into the space, um, uh, such as Lucent and Ocatel and uh, those guys, AT&T, Lucent. Uh, but there were also were uh, medium-sized companies like Newbridge was an example of a company that had networking equipment and presence. Mm -hmm. There are also modem uh, companies such as US Robotics, Hayes Microcomputer, that um, especially US Robotics who had their product already in the internet the US robotics modems, which is an analog device, uh, were already there. And they also sold digital devices. So they were part of the uh, stuff that we were replacing, uh -huh. right? They, uh, so there was kind of a whole potpourri from really big giants to scrappy, small to medium um, size. And I can uh, imagine that, you know, you guys were pretty stealth in in releasing the Macs. And so I can imagine that Cisco, you weren't even on their radar. You were just this tiny little player in a vast market. And they were they were the big boy at the time. And by the time you know you had captured the entire market, it was really too late for them to to, to catch up. I think that's an accurate way. Um, they were certainly a smart company and on, in a very, let's say less than a year, uh, maybe even le less than nine months, they realized that something was happening uh, and they started to get aggressive. They're, they had moves by which their salespeople were told to tell customers that you know Cisco was going to have their product soon, that they, Cisco, would give them a big discount on their routers if they just hung in there and waited for you know, then their version of the Macs to come out. So a whole lot of, uh, let's say, competitive, aggressive, competitive steps were taken, mm -hmm. uh, none of which worked. The reason it didn't work is not because of the love for Ascend, but because the internet was moving so fast that they couldn't wait. These right. internet providers couldn't sit and wait. They had to you know, stay nimble and they only had one thing to stay nimble on, you know, with. Right. Well, Rob, this has been a great conversation, um, you know, talking about your dog food test. And I want to continue this. And in our next episode, I want to talk to talk about the value equation, as you point it, um, and the importance of knowing and having your value equation in your company uh, for your product. But I think we're going to leave it off here today. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Sunflower Podcast. If you're enjoying these podcasts, I encourage you to leave a review for us on uh, whatever channel you're listening to this on. It really helps us continue uh, to grow. Um, and as always, if you have a question that you'd like answered here on the air, uh, go ahead and send us a message on LinkedIn. We love to we love getting listener questions and answering them for you guys. So. Thank you all for listening to the Sunflower Podcast, and we'll talk to you next time.